You're listening to the Bride Chilla Podcast, helping bride chillas and groom chillas plan their wedding minus the bullshit. One podcast at a time with your host, Alicia McCormack. Welcome to Bride Chiller. This is Alicia. I'm the founder of Bride Chiller. This is episode 407. Wherever you are listening, welcome to the show. If you're new, hi, how's it going? If you're old, I'm old too. Don't worry about it. Bride Chiller is all about providing you with options, giving you some support and feedback, but not just trying to shove what you've got to do down your throat. So many voices already. I'm annoying myself. I don't like the idea of saying you have to do something when it comes to wedding planning. I really want to reiterate that whether you are a new listener or someone who's been with me for a while. The big thing is just giving you support and saying it's okay to do whatever the fuck you want to do. People get weird when wedding planning happens. It's expensive. It can get stressful. But if we can all help each other out and hopefully make things a little more simplified, it'll be better. So a Q&A episode it is today. You leave me voice messages. I provide some sort of opinion and feedback, whether it is correct or not. That's up to you to decide. You might be like, Alicia, you're full of bullshit. I disagree. And that's okay because we're human. We can disagree with things. Unlike if you're in a fucking wedding forum and you say something and then someone says, I don't agree with you. You're wrong. It's tacky. And you're like, eat a bag of dicks. We're done. Wow. Bag of dicks came out so early one minute and 30 into the podcast. This is polarizing. If you are new to the show, you're probably like, shit, she's swearing a lot. I don't know if I feel comfortable with this. Or you're like, yes, she's swearing a lot. I feel comfortable with this. Whether you are listening in the present or in the future, mm, that's confusing. I encourage you to go back to the Bridechilla back catalogue. Never want to make you feel overwhelmed with the amount of content that I've produced on myself about that. It's all about picking and choosing the topics that suit you. And maybe you're at a certain stage of wedding planning that that was like I was a robot. I could have edited that out, but that's who I am. I'm not a robot, by the way. I am Alicia, physical person, not a member of Westworld. Although that wouldn't be that. No, it would be terrible if you're a Westworld robot. What I'm trying to say is you can go through different stages of wedding planning and certain episodes will be more relevant to you than maybe they were six months ago or three months ago. So I encourage you to hoe around, really figure out what suits you at what time and just don't feel pressured to listen to all of them. I get lots of messages saying I've binged every episode and that is impressive and if I made medals, I'd be handing them out to listeners who commit that much time to listen to that much of me. Well done you. Right, enough of all that. Let's go to the first voice message. Hi, Alicia. My name is Mel. I'm calling you from the Garden State, good old New Jersey. I love you and your podcast, and I love the Brad Taylor community. Everybody's great. Um, my question for you today is in relation to a specific bridal tradition. Good old dad giving away his daughter at the wedding or escorting his daughter down the aisle, depending on how you like to phrase it. So um, I've been engaged for two years and we are finally now sending in some inquiries to venues and we're trying to work out timelines uh, for planning and it's all starting to feel very real. And I'm pretty chill about everything, but this one detail is just like eating at my brains. When I'm at work, I'm just consumed by this thought because the idea of being given away at my wedding just makes me cringe and shudder. Um, My dad is very excited 
to give me away and that is how he describes it and it's not my preference um and it makes me you know feel like a pokemon card to be traded instead of like an autonomous individual who made their own decision to get married like i literally proposed to my future husband like i'm very independent i uh it's just very not me but my issue is is that i'm the only daughter in my family i am the youngest child i am the only daughter my dad is very excited for this um and i have a lot of personal conflict about quote unquote, taking this away from him and doing away with that tradition because I know he's looking forward to it. So I'm wondering if you have any suggestions for like a compromise. I don't know, like maybe if this would logistically work for him, like walk me halfway down the aisle or walk me to the start of the aisle and then walk ahead of me. Um, or I, I don't know, or even just help me just suck it up buttercup and just go through with it so that he's happy and then I don't feel like guilty for taking that away from him um but yeah if if you could lend me your thoughts if you could throw this out there to the greater Chilla community I would 110% appreciate it um because I just can't wrap my brain around how to go through with this without feeling like wanting to vomit um so thanks I love you very much Tell Rich I say hello. Hope the weather isn't terrible by you. It's pretty okay for me right now. Have a good one. <laughs> Bye. Mel, you're fabulous. Thank you so much for leaving that voice message. And what a great way to start the year. What a topical topic to discuss. And it's something I think a lot of modern chillers, we're all modern chillers, we're not living in the 1800s, are considering about the traditions. I bang on and on, and this is if you're new to the show, I'd say there's a couple of episodes if you are concerned about, or at least just concerned sounds a little dire, doesn't it? If you are thinking, if you are considering the use of traditions in your wedding, I think it's very important to just learn a little bit about the history and what they represent. It doesn't mean you have to take all that on board and it it's a very big gesture. But as Mel said, when you break it down, the giving away of the bride was a financial, it was a transaction. It was a transactional situation where one family was gifting their child to another family and it was a handing over of goods. Now, that's old, old, old school for many people. I know there are some cultures that still do dowries and that's for another time. But in the sort of Western traditional father giving away the daughter, that's what it was was the basis of. Now, we have transitioned into modern times where that's not necessarily the case. A lot of people see the father walking the bride down the aisle as a really nice gesture of the last sort of moment that they will be together before she gets hitched. And that's it. You know, I'm not judging anyone doing it. I had my dad and my poppy walk me down the aisle and I totally thought about this a lot, Mel. I felt in the same way as you. My dad and my grandfather certainly did not see this as some sort of patriarchal, we own you, now Richard owns you situation. And I talked to my dad about that. But for me, it was being able to share a special moment with my dad and my grandfather, who was in his 90s at the time, and be able to have that moment with them. But I certainly didn't personally place any anything further than just sharing a moment with them onto that moment. Now, I hear you. 
I hear you. It sounds really patronizing. I hear what you're saying. And I suppose it really depends on how it sits with you, which sounds like you're not really into it, but also it means something to your dad. So I agree with you to find a compromise that works with your beliefs and your attitude towards that moment and something that keeps him happy is in his heart happy. Not, I don't think it sounds like your dad's demanding this, but it's something that I think he'd be very proud to do. So maybe it's up for you to have that discussion and, and say, well, this is what it represents to me. And I hope that's what it represents to you. I'm sure, Mel, your dad's not, I own Mel and now I'm giving her away and someone else will own her. I have belief that your dad doesn't believe that. So that's where I stand. I'm really into the idea of questioning traditions and then trying to align whether you follow a tradition directly or you create your own tradition, like you said, halfway down the aisle. So he has that moment and then he lets you go and then you can do it. Or you bring another family member and walk in together or something else. I don't think you should feel obliged to do it, but also if there's a way to find a compromise, I also agree. I think it's great. Mel, you're a champion and uh, I appreciate you leaving the message. Hi, Alicia. My name's Bliss. I'm an American bride who is planning a small destination wedding for next summer. My fiance and I, um, when we first got engaged, we weren't really sure what kind of wedding we wanted to have. I initially thought that I wanted a big family wedding and i just i have a huge family i love them all i've always gone to these big family weddings so that's just kind of what i had envisioned for myself and then my fiance um not only does he have a smaller family but he also is just has a lot of social anxiety in big group settings and doesn't like being the center of attention and he just he knew that if we had this big giant wedding that it wouldn't be an enjoyable memorable day for him it would have been a stressful day So after a lot of back and forth trying to figure out where we wanted to get married and how we wanted to get married, we decided to essentially elope, but with a small group of close friends. Um, We have a really small ceremony. It's no more than 20 guests. That's my baby in the background. Um, No more than 20 guests. Right now we're sitting at about 15, but we have some flexibility. So my question is this. We're getting married in this really beautiful setting. I love... um, the color palette that we've chosen for our flowers and our bride crew. I don't know what you you call them, but anyway, (laughs) we've picked colors that are really soft and subtle and lovely. A lot of rose quartz and blush and grays and neutral colors. So my question is this, is it appropriate to have a dress code at a small intimate wedding? I don't want to be really bossy. I don't want to be a bridezilla and tell everybody what they have to wear to my wedding. But my fear is that if someone shows up, you know, in a beautiful bright red dress or some awesome tropical print, which is all fine and dandy. I just, I feel like they're going to stick out like a sore thumb in our pictures. And because it is such an intimate wedding, everyone will probably be in the pictures. And I just don't want someone to clash with the vibe of our wedding. So is there some way to make a dress code that has a color palette or how would you go about approaching that? Would you put it in the invitation? Would you just tell your friends, Hey, no bright colors, please try to wear something neutral. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to be bossy. I don't want to be that, that bride doing little bunny ear Eric boats, but I, I want it to be a beautiful day. And we're ditching a lot of the traditions, you know, we're not throwing my bouquet, we're not 
doing big speeches. Like we're just having a small ceremony and a lovely dinner. Um, nothing fancy, uh, <laughs> but it, it will be special and I want it to look beautiful. So is that something I can do? And how would you go about doing that? Thank you. Bliss, firstly, love your name. And hello, Bliss Baby. I love that you have listened to your partner and you have worked together to realize that, you know, a big wedding might not suit you. And that's totally cool. And that's a big step and a positive step, it sounds like, for both of you. And your venue sounds amazing. Now, I don't know if this is a popular opinion or not, but as a guest for me, I really appreciate some guidance of the tone and theme of what to wear. So if it's a black tie wedding, I know what a black tie wedding means. You know, I think it's a longer dress. It's quite formal. And if I didn't have the awareness, if I wasn't being given that information in an invitation and I turned up in my fucking tracksuit pants, I wouldn't do that, by the way, even the really snazzy ones. It'd be a real bummer. So I think that gentle guidance, especially if you were going for a color scheme, I mean, that for me sounds fun. Some people would find that nightmarish. But, you know, there are lots of events that have the, well, I'm thinking of um, Kyle from The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, uh, stay with me, that she has the white party. And I don't know if they do that anymore, but in earlier seasons, oh, I loved watching the episodes with the white party. If you're new to this show, I fucking love The Housewives. Just go with it. Embrace it. It's my trash. It makes me happy. Sounded aggressive then. Sorry, Bliss. So what I'm saying is if you don't want people to wear loud, bright prints, and especially if you're going to somewhere nice and warm and feeling lovely, and they might, then I don't think it would hurt to say we're going for a blush theme or we are going for pale colours only. And also, it then gives you the direction. It's not at all Zilla, as you said. It's not feeling demanding. I want people to realise asking in a polite way if you want to achieve something doesn't make you demanding. It's just being informative and it's just getting the, the, the your wants and needs across. So I always want to reiterate that being a bride chiller to me is about being organized. It's feeling in control and feeling that you are achieving your goals in a way that makes you happy. And also there's some harmony and you know positive communication between the people that you're trying to talk with in form. So here's my tip. You come up with a jazzy way to say whatever you want them to wear, the style. I'm not saying down to specifics, but you know, you can Google. I was just Googling then and I found a great article. I'll link to it in today's show blog. I do a blog every episode, everyone. Um, Offbeat Bride, awesome blog, has a really good rundown and they've got some quite specific examples of people who have asked their guests to, this one's nice, our style is going to be Victorian and Tim Burton-esque. Classic Victorian steampunk gothic dress is more than welcome and encouraged for our ceremony. Or if you want to keep it simple, semi-formal attire is requested. You know us, we're not uptight, we only ask you keep it classy for the ceremony. So that's a way that a couple has said quite a specific requirement or at least a suggestion, but then also said, if you don't want to come into the costume realm, which I know you're not going costume, but if you don't want to go uh, too hardcore into it, but make sure you dress fancy. So I, I don't think people will find that at all confronting. And I think put it in the invitation so they've got plenty of time to go shopping and to feel jazzy. And also, if you do have specifics, if you want them all to wear a certain colour, that's sort of fun in a way, as long as you give them notice. And it's not too weird. If it's like everyone wear tropical print, great. I know you don't want that. But everyone wants to wear blush, 
I could go shopping tomorrow and find 50 fucking blushy looking things. So that's my suggestion to you, Bliss. Bravo, Bliss. I'm into it today. I'm feeling the Q&A vibes. Feeling good. If you're newly engaged and you are looking for a wedding planner and organiser, then may I suggest you visit bridechillerstore.com where you can peruse our wares and find our independently published wedding planning guides that I wrote, my husband and I designed, and we distribute worldwide free shipping for most places. Bridechillerstore.com. Support local. Don't buy cookie cutter shit because you're better than that. There's more of Bridechiller after this. Hey, Alicia. Um, My name is Lizzie, and I live in Boston. Thank you so much for your podcast. It's been super helpful. I'm currently on my mission to be the chillest of the bride chillas. Um, And so far, it's going pretty good. We're coming up on our one year being out from the wedding. Um, So we've done a few things. We got our venue and and kind of the big stuff. Um, And most recently, we have asked our wedding party... Um, to be bridesmaids and groomsmen, and we asked our flower girl, and she's very excited. Um, And one of the things that I am worried about with the wedding um, kind of comes from the wedding party. We have so many people in our life that love us, which is, of course, I'm so grateful for. And when I picked my bridesmaids, I have five of them, I totally went with my heart, the people that mean the most to me. I didn't necessarily think about logistics at all. Um, I kind of just, you know, found the people from the different phases of my life that, that really mattered. Um, and growing up, I never had a group of girls that I was just really close with. I always had just kind of a few solid friends from each phase of my life. So my bridesmaids, um, I have one from high school who was my best friend growing up. I have one from college who was my roommate. I have my fiance's sister, my future sister-in-law my sister and my cousin. So because I have everybody from kind of different walks of life, who of course I love so much, they don't know each other. None of my bridesmaids actually have ever met before. Um, which I guess I'm a little bit nervous about only because I'm trying to picture what my bachelorette party would look like. And I was like, Oh gosh, is it going to be super awkward? Like, I hope my bridesmaids are excited for all of this. Um, even though they don't know each other. Like, I hope they're not dreading having to hang out with people that they don't know. I guess it does help that nobody knows anyone. It's not just the someone's the odd one out. Um, but I guess I was just hoping for your advice on how to tackle this. Maybe, like, fun things that we could do for a bachelorette party or things to stay away from. Like, should I stay away from, you know, an overnight or a weekend trip, considering not everybody is familiar with each other? Um just that kind of thing. Any general advice you could offer would be awesome. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Lizzie, bravo to you for being on it when it comes to thinking about your maid chiller, as I like to refer to them, your bridesmaids feelings and also their comfort levels when having to connect with new people. I think that's really mindful of you and really generous. And I truly believe that if these people are 
important in your life and you in theirs, that when they come together, they will be interested in learning about the other people in your life. Because clearly, I, I feel the same way. I've picked up, we've lived in lots of different places. I've picked up friends all over the place. And just to go back to Seinfeld, as I often do, that it's a bit of a world's collide situation, a George Costanza world's collide. You've got your people over here, you've got your people over there. And when you bring them together, you can be a bit nervous because you're like, you know me from that part of my life and you know me from that part of my life. And we've got separate stories and we've had separate experiences. We don't know each other as we're older people, whatever. So it can make you feel a bit nervous. But the connection they have is you and they love you and they want to be there for you. My book, The Maid Chiller Manual, it's a bridesmaid guide, something you can gift to your bridesmaids. It's like basically a condensed version of how to be a chilled out bridesmaid. It's the bride chiller guide for maid chillers. But in the book, I talk about the world's collide and the ways that bridesmaids can turn up to an event and just be a little bit more open to getting to know everyone. Now, this doesn't mean that everyone has to leave being lifelong friends. Realistically, it's probably not going to happen. But if they have a connection and they can share some quality time together and you can all share, obviously, you attract people that are good people, I'm hoping. You can all share that experience and have those memories together. It also really then bonds you for the wedding and wedding-related events as well. You know, once you break the ice and you have those experiences and people can start to sort of maybe drop a little bit of the potential weirdness of like, I know Lizzie more than you, or we have more experiences. That's going to happen because that's human nature. We all get a little bit defensive. And even with our egos being very calm and lovely and small, which, you know, mine's not, uh, I go into situations going, well, I do know her. I have had, you don't know my jokes, but I have to go, hey, Alicia, don't be a fucking asshole. Uh, why are you being defensive? That's your problem, not theirs. And that's your insecurity. So step up and be a better person. That's seriously what goes on in my head sometimes. I'm not a bad person. That's what bad people say. So I would say, here's my tip, with the bachelorette party or the hens party or whatever we want to call it, is that maybe you could do a little bit of time, regardless of you organizing it or someone else organizing it, request a bit of time at the top of the day, morning, whenever everyone's there to do some sort of activity that gets everyone knowing each other. And you might think this is naff-naff, daggy, whatever you want to say, lame, but there might be a way that you can do a quiz or do something. I would say a drinking game, but you don't want to start making everything about alcohol, but something that can let everyone know one fun thing or five fun things about how they know you or how you know them to just break the ice and let everyone get to know each other. That to me would be fun. If you're not into organized activities, maybe it's just about all going to a quieter place, not necessarily a club or a bar to start off with, and just to ease into it, get to know each other and to know how they know you. Because also, a lot of people, when they're in your life, they've heard stories about other people, but you're like, oh, that's her. I remember the story about her. Hopefully it's not a bad story. So it's just nice to break the ice, get everyone together, And don't stress about it. They're there because they love you. You love them. Have a cracking time. Hey, Alicia. My name's Cammie. I'm from Oregon in the United States. My partner and I have been together for a couple years now, and we are getting married next year. But due to him having to move to Seattle for work and some complications with the ring being made, I don't really know all the details, but that's fine. Um, Apparently, it's set the process back quite a bit 
so he hasn't been able to propose yet, so we are still not officially engaged. But being a more modern couple and not super traditional in some ways, we're already very open about planning the wedding together and talking about it. Um, So we've come up with a plan that is very meaningful to us, which is to do a tiny private ceremony first, and then some weeks after that, to do a multi-day wedding with both sides of our huge extended families, because family is extremely important to both of us, and we want it to essentially be like a big family reunion, which is going to be really fun. I really can't wait for that. It's going to be really cozy, and we come from two different cultures, so it's going to be, I feel like it's going to be extra fun for both sides to be trying each other's comfort foods and playing each other's favorite games, listening to each other's music, etc. Yeah, I think it's going to be really cool. But anywho, on to my predicament. Bless you. Sorry, I don't know if you can hear my dog, if he's, if you can hear him coughing and sneezing. He's fine, I promise. He's just noisy. And now he's stopped to run away because I think I embarrassed him. Anyway, um, on to my predicament. So because time is gradually closing in and doing a multiple day event is going to have a lot of moving parts, my partner and I decided we need to kind of get the ball rolling as far as locking in the aspects that are going to be more time sensitive, which is things like my dress, the venue, the photographer, blah, blah, blah. But like I said, we aren't actually engaged yet. So as much as I really want to be excited and bubbly about putting wedding stuff together, I feel kind of yucky in the back of my head, I guess, because I know I'm not actually a real, quote unquote, real bride yet. So I feel like this stuff is somehow not really for me quite yet, or like I'm doing something wrong. Um, the one time I did try to talk to someone about my situation, but how I'm still excited to be doing this, I got shot down because I'm not technically a bride. So any advice for how to shift my headspace to feel more happy and magical and excited like my actually engaged friends are? Um, yeah, I want to be a bride chilla and be laid back about all of it, but it just kind of feels unspecial. I know that sounds dumb, but it really is taking a toll and it's not making it very fun. But yeah, thanks so much. I love the podcast. Thanks for everything you're doing. Happy days. Cammy, I want to say, well, that fucking sucks that whoever judgy prick said, well, you shouldn't be getting excited about playing your wedding because you're not officially married. What the fuck do they know? Seriously, what is it their business? This is the thing. We encounter so many opinions that you want the response that is as exciting as you feel and when they don't give you that response, especially a response that makes you feel inadequate and a bit Debbie Downer and I can see that their opinions have affected you and have really quietened your excitement about this. I don't think it matters whether you have a ring on your finger or not. Your intentions are to get married. You want to plan. And also, as you said, in order to hit these goals and get things planned, it's better to start now. So I want you to feel excited and I hope you are a member of the Bride Chiller community, our Facebook group, because I know all of the members in that group will be fucking excited. They will be ecstatic that you are in the group and that you are in a place that you feel comfortable sharing and no one is going to ask to see a ring to get in. You will have to answer a couple of questions because I I do do three questions to stop trolls. And people with bad attitudes who maybe don't listen to the show but want to get into the group. i got no time for you girls and guys, mainly girls. So I say be around the positive vibes. 
be around the attitudes that are supportive to you. And if you know people are going to react a certain way, then maybe for the time being, don't share with them, even though it would be exciting to share with them. If they're going to give you that sort of response, it's not worth sharing with them. Being a bride chiller is about being organized and it sounds like you've got lots of different facets of your celebrations that you want to organize. You're combining cultures, you're doing various parties. There's a lot to do and trust me, by jumping in and starting to lock things down and getting things organized, you'll be thankful in a year's time. So fuck the haters, fuck the bad attitude, you do you and get it done. Just jump in because the more you can do now, the more relaxed you'll be later on. Chillers, I have a lot planned for the upcoming months. It is sort of wedding season, engagement season. People are getting engaged, like Cammy and all our friends on today's episode. You might be at the beginning of your wedding planning, and that is just great. Just don't feel like you have to jump in and plan every freaking thing in the next three weeks. It is completely unnecessary. You will get people saying, when is it happening? What's going on? Can you send me some details? And you've just got to say, listen, I'm going to take a a hot minute here to enjoy being engaged. Can you step off? Can you step back a little bit and let me enjoy this for the love of God? That's what you need to say. And if they don't get it, send them my way. Alicia, bride chiller. If you would like to connect with me via the socials, I'm on Instagram at Bride Chiller. I'd mentioned the Bride Chiller community, our Facebook group. We've also got a Facebook bloody page. We're everywhere. We is in I. And as I said, you can check out my books. BrideChillerStore.com is where you can find them. Also, we're available uh, on Amazon as well in the UK, USA, (laughs) Canada, I nearly lost it, and Australia. Support independent publishing, support local businesses. That is I. If you have a question, thought, conundrum, or a topic that you would like me to cover on the Bride Chiller podcast, all you need to do is head to thebridechiller.com. That is our blog headquarters. You'll be able to read all the past show notes, the blogs that are attached to every episode of the Bride Chiller podcast, and you can listen to episodes via the web browser. I know lots of people do that at work and make it look like they're working. I support you. I don't judge you. You're fabulous. You can simply click click, click, click. There you go. I did it again. Click the contact button and record a voice message, which will come directly to me. Thank you so much. Until next week, I bid you all happy days. The Bride Chiller Podcast, empowering you to kick wedding planning ass every day.